You've heard us talk about Thoughtful.co, help you make your gift giving easier. It's about how you make people feel. And here's the deal. We got a little bit of a deal for you. A deal. Use Adam10 at Thoughtful.co and get 10% off your first order of eligible gifts. How much is that? 10%. Not 10 to 70% of bridges. <laughs> like Steve. Sh- wow, that's way back. 10%. What's your, uh, what's your hockey number? It's uh, 10. Mm. Oh. Mm. And I think this blasphemer is number 12. <laughs> well, my hockey number was 99. And said they and they said, that might be a little too high. Let's dial it back again <laughs> a little bit. And I said, okay, 10. Was Lula Morello your childhood hockey coach? <laughs> what the? Thoughtful T-H-O-U-G-H- T-F-U-L-L dot co. Get 10% off when you use the code ADAM10. Check it out. Panago Pizza presents S-D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! Somehow, someway, the Leafs went into last night's game. The final four minutes of last night's game. The city of brotherly love. Yeah. Mm. Somehow. Where they throw with, batteries and snowballs at Santa Claus. With three minutes to go. Well, three and a half. Well, yeah, I guess just under three. Or sorry, just over three minutes to go. They were <laughs> up. They were only down by a goal. Two one. And at the end of the game, they were down by five. <laughs> so before we do who wore the, wore the crown, Ooh. I just want to ask. Do we include the last two minutes? Or do we say, who wore the crown in minute 58? Ooh. Because. Uh, no, you got to do the full body work. Full yeah. body work. Answer's the same. All right, guys. It's pretty. <laughs> no way. It's nah, pretty ugly. <laughs> <laughs> but if you live generously, life will treat you royally. As you know, why not? Why not? Steve's I don't upset. even know if I have the full thing in me. Why not pour yourself I'm, I'm ruin some a crown here. royal? Because, hey, we're going to talk about who wore the crown. Why where, not? Where we, with the help of you, <laughs> recognize one Leaf player each show who gives it their all for the blue and white because it's our town, it's our crown, and it's not about what you have, it's about what you give. And the Leafs sure gave it to the Flyers last night, oh, as they, in a big they. old Ooh. two points. Um, I want to go last. Live generously. Life treats you really. Let's get into it. Okay, Steve wants to go last. I want to go last. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna represent the the listeners of this fine show mm. and say that uh, at least through the first two periods, the crown for the Leafs should go to the post uh, because <laughs> holy moly, uh, the Flyers could have been up a lot more if a couple of those posts hadn't happened. Um, so I'm gonna say the post for the first time ever gets no. the crown. No. I can't no. say that. No, because uh, the post isn't. Uh, it's not. It doesn't count as a shot. <laughs> It's true. So no, a post is, it's like you flung it up straight and it hit the ceiling. No, it's the same thing. <laughs> a same post, thing. A post is like hitting the board. It's not. Right. It doesn't, it's That's not. Fair. It's not the net. It's it just makes not. the net. Hmm? It's not the net. It just makes the net. It's right? a shot on goal, meaning it had a chance to be a goal. If it hits the post, that means it never had a chance to be a goal. That's so, why shots on goal, uh, shots that hit the post aren't qualified as shots on goal. So. It's very logical. If you. If you take a shot, it hits the post, then hits the goalie and goes in, no shot. It's a shot. That's a shot. No, it's not. It went in the net. Hit the post. It went in the net. It went in the net, so it's a shot. It's a shot. Yeah, but it wasn't a shot. Yes, it went in the net. It ricocheted (laughs) into the net. It's a shot. If it hits the post and then it goes in the net, it's a shot on goal. Let me ask you this. It went in the goal. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. (laughs) In basketball, 
If you take a shot. I have uh-huh. time today, Jesse. That's and, what we're debating. What? And it goes off the rim and bounces out. Unlike Kawhi's shot in, in the second round yes. against Philadelphia last year. That was wonderful. Bounces out. Does it count as Adam. a shot? No, it was actually four. <laughs> in basketball, they don't call it shots on rim. They call them shots. If you shoot an air ball, it's a shot. Mm. In hockey, we have shots. Mm. They there are shots like you can you can qualify shots taken Maybe. even if they're missed or hit goal or hit a post. And then there are also shots on goal, which is a smaller stat or a subcategory of shots in general. So oh. let me ask you this: It's very logical, people. Yeah. So so Should Adam, I'm gonna continue. Your your crown is uh, shots that missed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, my crown's gonna go to Travis Dermott, who through the first two periods at very least. The whole team was bad in the third, but the whole first two periods looked like Travis Dermott at his absolute best. And it looks like Sheldon Keefe is starting to um, get his his talents into the talent that this team has. Like, he knows, it seems, he knew enough about a lot of these players to get them to the NHL, right? Mm -hmm. He knew enough to develop these guys. So you would think that he would know how to use them at their strengths, and it seems like we're finally seeing that with Travis Dermott. Dermott's definitely benefited, I would say, the most. Please put him, please, God, one day, put him with Morgan Riley. But it's not going to be today. Uh, Jesse, your crown. My crown is going to William Nylander. (laughs) And not for last night's game. Oh. Because no one deserves a crown for last night's game. William Nylander, by the way, a minus three. Last night, there's a lot of guys who were minus three, and <laughs> yeah. one specifically who said some things post game that made me very angry. But we'll get to that later. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. William Nylander does not deserve a crown for last night because no one at least did. Whoa! William Nylander deserves the crown for last night because he scored a goal in a game against Detroit last night that happened last week. So right. So William Nylander is now given the goal that Andreas Janssen scored in the Detroit game. One of the two. One of the two. So Janssen had two on the night, they took it away, and now Willie has two now on Willie that night. Now Willie has one. I think that's crown-worthy. Mm. You're playing in another game, and you get a goal credited from your past? That's some, that's some galaxy brain yeah. stuff. Who does that only, besides Willie? Gretzky Willie. didn't do that. Gretzky couldn't do that. No. Only, only Willie. Only a week Willie. later, he gets a goal. Congratulations, Willie. Let's not talk about last night. Let's talk about... No, last night was awful. All the, the Flyers bonus fans goals you get. going at Steve last night was great. Uh, yeah, they were a bad team. They were friendly about it. <laughs> no, they were. Le- legit. All orange teams are friendly about it when I'm wrong. For sure. For sure. Yeah. It's it, funny that two when orange, you're, when orange you're noticeably teams. more awful than Flyers fans, maybe <laughs> Just a little bit. Maybe it's you. Maybe. Flyers fans, I love you. You were actually very nice to me. The crown, mm-hmm. IMO, IMHO, goes to you. Goes to anybody who made it to the end of that game. You deserve it. You deserve it. You've been watching this team for your entire life, or maybe just for the past year, or maybe at the beginning of this season. If, if you started watching the Leafs at the beginning of this season... You've already gone through the entire Rolodex of feelings that you can feel. Complete optimism, Mm. utter despair. Renewed optimism, renewed despair. I, what's the ultimate payoff? No idea. But don't worry, that's not part of being a Leaf fan. Being a Leaf fan, you don't get to experience the happiest thing. 
But you watch anyway. You watch to see what Robin Hood does at the end of the movie. There's a deep podcast reference there. What? You get the crown if you made it to the end of that dog pile. I'm happy to tell you that my bar, my uh, my uh, bedtime is far be- before that, so Same I cannot here. make it. <laughs> and I'm, I got to watch the highlights this morning, and whoa. I've learned that if you pause a live stream, if you're watching it totally legally on your laptop, mm-hmm. and you pause the live stream, and then you just leave in the morning, you can just pr- hit play, and then you just watch that again. Uh, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> Don't encourage awesome. people to do that. Hey. No. Hey, I can watch the game at any time now. No. <laughs> no. I, I watch, I like to watch the entire replay of ice surfing. <laughs> Would you? Yeah. So all Roger's products, I bet. I just I put it on (laughs) before Adam goes to bed every night. He told me about this. He FaceTimed me. He can't get enough. Adam texted me last night. Don't freaking laugh. Steve, what? true story. Adam texted me last night. He's like, FT? I'm like, I'm down. Yo. And he hit me he hit me up on FaceTime. And then he's, he's like, ah, I gotta, I gotta go to bed, but I really want to watch ice surfing. And he's like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna show you this little trick. And he has pause at ice surfing. Yeah. Goes to bed this morning. We come to work. Don't lie. Instead no, no. like, of watching a Rogers product, you steal. <laughs> we got, That's what you do is you steal. We have to get to work for 5 a.m. Adam comes in at 4. Oh. So he has that extra hour before work so we can hit right. play on his ice surfing pause stream so he can watch it. Yeah, back. you right. like the stat du jour there, Adam? I did. <laughs> oh, you don't know the stat du jour. You guys are bullies. Watch ice surfing. Damn it. We work really hard. Thought, Stop laughing. I do want it. it. I, I, I leave it on pause and then I set it up on my toilet when I'm in the shower. Oh my god! <laughs> when I'm in the shower and I listen to you guys naked. That's great. There's something about that you guys saying you're. That's how comfortable we make people feel. With our I just feel right at home. You feel right at home. Yeah. And you just. I'm having my shower in the morning. Yep. Maybe. That's where I was going with that for sure. <laughs> Maybe just just scrubbing a little bit here and there. Just, just making sure that there. I'm fresh and clean for the mm. morning show. And if I want to know what happened, I'm able to check with ice surfing. That's so Adam, good. how much do you stand ice surfing? Oh, I am. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't even know. How do I even scale that? You know what I mean? Like, how do I scale yeah, like, that in internet speak on Twitter? Because it's a Twitter show. Uh, okay. So how does one... I'm about to quit this podcast. <laughs> I'm about to... Who Walk does, out of here. Who doesn't have a big fandom? Let's say, oh. let's say, okay, BTS is okay. like, oh my god, I stand them. Right. And then where, where's like the low bar? The low bar is like um, Kevin Paul Dumont from uh, or Dumont from uh, the Boston Globe. <laughs> are, you, are you are you a Kevin stand or are you a BTS stand? There a were a lot of uh, brain worms on Twitter oh this week. Oh my god! From him, he's on fire. Oh, oh my god! That's my, my god. No, I am. I'm where I'm at. Where like Selena Gomez would be like top ten, right? Mm-hmm. I'd be like. Selena, oh, Selena Gomez stand, yeah. You'd be like, Ari's probably in that area. Yo, Ari yeah, probably yeah, in that area. I would even put Ari above that. I think okay. her fans are maybe not. Selena Gomez is like the most followed person on Instagram, I think. Yeah. And it's, I don't know why that is, but that seems to be, yeah, I know. I know, I'm not really sure why. Is? Ariana Grande's okay. fans are passionate. Yeah. Yes. So like you're not quite there with ice surfing. Yeah, You're a little no, I'm lower wor- than that. I'm working my way up. Like okay. Ariana Grande's put out like three solid albums in a row. We need to. Ice Surfing just missed out on being on Bang Bang. Right. Yes. Instead, they chose Jesse J. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> right. But don't worry, they're, you're you're gonna put out good to you and uh, back to you, and Listen. the other songs where she sings basically the same thing. I and <laughs> I want to slander Ice Surfing or Jesse J. 
<laughs> so I meant Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez. Oh, oh yeah, no, Jessie she's J. fine. <laughs> no, I, no one cares about that. She's, I don't care. <laughs> no, she barely even sings. Listen! All right, and also you reminded me of something. There was someone... Definitely a person having a normal one who was tweeting at Tara Sloan that, oh, Hockey Night is all about feminism now. Time to watch a stream off Reddit. Oh, no, no. What a normal take to have. Women are talking, so instead I'm going to (laughs) steal. I'm going to become a thief. Because women talk. And that's who are we're going right? crown this week. <laughs> all right, are we still doing that? Hey, it's brought to you as always by your friends at Crown Royal. Next time the puck drops, why not? Why not? Steal a live stream. No! <laughs> why not? Because... Fall of the law! <laughs> why not not be a dick? Why not play? In a tied 1-1 game! Why not get upset about people who are just asking you to treat them better? Uh, next time the puck drops, why not live generously and treat your Leafs crew to a Crown Royal old-fashioned? We sure know Steve could use one. Now, Steve, oh. Steve's had a rough one. Mm-hmm. And this is why it's so great that we're in today, because Steve, uh, after ice surfing last night, went home and three cities over is Whitby uh, okay. from Toronto. Oh, it's and, four. And, and, <laughs> uh-huh. and what happened to you in Whitby, Steve, on your way to I Schwab? don't know the story. I put my car in park for half an hour on the highway. What? Like I literally put it put it in park, got out, took my coat off, got back in, stretched out, stretched my neck, stretched my in back. In the middle of the highway? On the highway. Because we weren't moving. Oh. We were not moving. Oh, oh. Jesse, I didn't have a nervous breakdown and get out in the middle of traffic. <laughs> Jesus. Like pulled over and you were like screaming. No, Jesse, we got to wait till at least game 40 for that. We're not quite there. We're only at 29. So okay. watch for just after New Year's when I am running naked through Whitby. And so but, there was so much traffic, you, had, you were just stalled. This yeah. would be at and 11 p.m.? Like 11. What happened? Well, what turned into 11.30. They uh, closed a couple lanes, and I think there must have been an accident. And uh, yep, they've just been working on that Brock Street sucks. for uh, forever because nothing gets done here ever. Nothing gets done. It's a bridge. Do you? It's a bridge. Think... Build the bridge. Can I throw out a theory? What? Last night. Yeah. Uh, when you were stuck in traffic, you're on your way to uh, your home in Ottawa, and it was a Leafs lost six-one traffic jam. Oof. At eleven thirty. Mm. Do you think? The construction workers at 11 had ice surfing on pause and then had just hit play at 11 and were like, we got to watch ice surfing Yo, stop what you're doing. Ice surfing's on. We're so entertaining. (laughs) Damn it. We got to You guys are bullies. You guys are bell bullies. But they could have been watching it. What is it? Everybody watches ice surfing. What's this new campaign there, boys? Bellless bully? (laughs) What, What is this? Huh? What is this balance bulliness going on? All, right? All I know is that everybody watches ice surfing, so the construction workers could have been watching right. it. Oh, right. They could have been. They could have hit pause on the live stream. And then we're you know, you know what I'm excited about? What is, are you excited about, Adam? I am so excited about about the, the the listeners of this show in their infinite creativity showing us the various places that they watch ice surfing mm-hmm. on Twitter. In fact, I'm very oh. excited that they wouldn't use Photoshop at all, at all, ever. But I can't wait. For them to tell us and show us uh-huh. through their through putting, the, the medium of Twitter and I'm putting Instagram. on my coat and I'm leaving. The places. I'm putting on my damn coat and I'm walking out of the studio in a while. I don't have to deal with this. 
Why is there a door? Oh my god. Where did he go? He's very upset. You know, it's a good thing <laughs> we haven't said we have. There's a, so much news to get to, but we're gonna talk to Ken Reed and uh, Eddie Shack in like I Are don't we? know a couple minutes. Yeah, about 15 minutes that. here. Yeah, awesome. So that's gonna be fun. Nice, nice. Uh, so I know Steve won't be here, but at least Eddie Shack and Ken Reed will be. Right, I have to get more cameras. <laughs> they were on ice surfing. Oh, that's how I met him. I'm glad I caught it. <laughs> yeah, I already I knew that because uh, I never miss ice surfing. Is this anyone's first version of the show? I'm also. just wondering, like, is there any point in getting into the Leafs yet? We may have to wait till Eddie Shack and Ken Reed leave. Because they're gonna be here in ten minutes anyway. So like, no, what do you, I think you want to get into let's start. Okay. So let me go, let me run through the game with you. So not if we got ten minutes to talk about their shit. What do we do with the other nine? First period, Leafs look good. Okay. Carter Hart looks better. Good. Second period, same story until about halfway through. Kevin Hayes scores. Flyers hit the post like eight times. Period ends. Because he was allowed to just walk in yes. to the net. Yeah. Leafs tie it with eleven minutes to go in the third. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're back in this, and somehow. Again, 11 minutes to go in the third. It's 1-1. Mm-hmm. Remember that the final score is 6-1. to one. Yeah. So let's get into that. Flyers score a minute after the Leafs do. That's about 10 minutes. It's 2-1. to one. Three minutes to go. Or, sorry, four minutes to go. Flyers, 3-1. Uh, but remember, the final score is 6-1. So we're back. Four minutes, it's 2-1. to one. Mm-hmm. Three and a half minutes, it's 3-1. to one. Two away to go. They get a lob on an empty net, or at least we're trying to tie it up. Mm-hmm. Four to one. Okay, well, yeah, game's it's over. Still kind of three to one. But remember, it's, it's finally the score is four, six to one. Sorry, the score right now is four to one. The final score will be six to one. Mm-hmm. Forty-five seconds left. Shane Gostisbehere wires a top shelf, unbelievable goal on the worst Leafs line change I have seen since line changes existed. Because they was, don't care. They don't care. They don't care. And then fifteen seconds later, so thirty seconds left in the game, James Van Riemsdyk who never gets on a breakaway, who, I'm sorry, James, is not a fast player and should never be on a breakaway. He was never really fast, and because of his deteriorating health, frankly, it, he's even slower. Yeah. He's even... But... Breakaway. Breakaway. He's a flash. He was also playing on the fourth line, if you noticed. Seven million bucks. Yep. Whoa, that's yeah, let's talk line. about Willie's contract. What a fall. Let's Holy. talk about how we should have kept him. Actually, hey, he scored, so... Six to one. Yep. Real good team. You know, the, the, the comment that struck me that everybody was kind of talking about after the game was the Freddie Anderson one. He said, I'm not worried about myself. I'm worried about the guys out there and what, what crest they're playing for. The, Freddie the Anderson Matthews said that. Matthews is like his the, best friend. The Matthews one is the one that made me upset. What did, what did the Matthews one say? <sighs> we, oh, we just we kind f- of, we folded. We quit. We, we, and, no, and, what, you're the one who quit. What I you, said in the video was, who the hell is we? Yeah, you can't say, hey, we quit. Uh, we didn't play that hard at the end there. You no, know, it's not we. I want to know why. You're talking about it. It's not we quit. It's, okay, why did you quit then? That's the follow-up to that. I don't understand how you just stand there and be like, yeah, we quit. Then don't quit. You might just you're be bad on in your own end. You can't complain about quitting when you're the one doing the quitting. Just don't do it or tell me why. It didn't make any sense. It was such it was such a bad comment. It was such a bad end of the game because you can clearly see they're not trying. It was very disappointing. You, you ever do the math and try to think about how long you'd have to work at your current job to make $11.6 million and then think he's going to do it five times? Like, dude, I, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, you need to do more than score goals. Like, he's an elite goal scorer. Um, that's wonderful. That's great. 
Um, goal scoring is the hardest thing to do in the sport, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you pay for? Bullshit. When it's against the Leafs, it's super easy. Super easy because they'll just quit and fold and be sad about it. You look at Travis Konechny smiling and punching at guys. The Leafs don't have anyone who will do that. They have they have loser hearts. They really do. Like at the core of this team. I'm sorry. Like they've they've looked better since uh, Keith joined. But then you watch a performance like that and you're like, oh no, they're gonna get their head dunked in the toilet again. And frankly, I'm happy it'll happen in mid-April instead of late. Why delay it for two weeks? What's what are what are we what are we tiptoeing around it for? They suck. They're not good. They lose to good teams, and the Flyers are a good team. Now. I would you say, happy they're Flyers fans? Steven. What? I would say they're not ready. Not that they're not, not good. Not ready? For what? They're not they're not good enough yet. Mm-hmm. I still think the if you look at the team, they're still young enough. You don't yep. think Austin Matthews can learn how to win? Look how long it took Ovechkin to get a Stanley Cup. Like I, I still they believe... at least won rounds, Jesse. Yeah, but they haven't. You, you're giving them four years in the league. I'm giving them eight years in the league. I yeah. think there's a long runway in professional sports to learn how to win. And once you, you can't do something until you've done it. And then these guys, they just don't know what it takes yet. But I, I believe that the core is still going to do it one day and figure it out and be like, it'll snap. But I don't. I don't think it's come yet. Yeah. No. Just, right. Right now, they look like a bunch of quivering children. Right now, they don't have it. But I feel like they'll get it eventually. I feel like they're young enough that we need to give them that runway. I admire your optimism. Yeah. But this year, it's clear, it doesn't look right now. It doesn't look like they have it. No, it certainly doesn't. And and that's that's the part that's a little bit scary. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm starting to become a real old man about this. Throw a punch. Show you care. Well, you can Show understand. You care at all. You can understand why people are a little ticked, right? Do you, it. Gonna, you get it. You get yeah, it. Yeah. You understand why people are like, "No, that's shitty." This is the old, the older crowd. You can understand why they're upset. Yeah. Now, to to be fair to the older crowd, they've seen far worse teams than this do far more, and that's that's the problem. Mm-hmm. If you look at the Leafs that went to the, you know, when that went on that run that was two years in a row in the early '90s. If you look at the roster beyond Anderchuk, Gilmore, uh, Wendell Clark slash Matt Sundin, Kirk Muller, and that's Matt, Kirk and then Gardner and all, like there was not, it was it felt the talent falls off dramatically. A little and bit, and that's that's the thing is that they did a lot with a little, and I feel like the Leafs have a lot and they're doing a little with it. Ken Reed is here, okay, and was here ten minutes. We'll ago. come back to him. When you look at the Leafs, the way it is, and you said it, Steve, loser hearts. I just wore two cup rings. I know. It's crazy. I just want to quickly jump on a couple things here. How long are we going to pretend that that this Cody Cece thing is going to happen? Are are we done here? Because James Myrtle's tweet last night is scary. Cody Cece's five-on-five results, again, horrendous tonight. I've never seen that before. 13% possession. 1% 1% expected goals, which means what? When he's on the ice, the Flyers' expected goals goes to what? 99. 7% scoring chances. With him on the ice, and he's the second D in ice time and facing tough competition. CC at 41% expected goals on ice since the GM publicly defended him a few weeks ago. Terrible underlying numbers match terrible eye test the last 10 games or, or more. I don't know what the answer here is. You're, you can't get anything for him. So what's what's the answer here? The the crazy one I keep hoping for, you know, I'm I'm man enough to admit my stupid uh, little boy superhero dreams. 
You know how the, the blues are sniffing around with the Leafs? Mm-hmm. Well, the blues have too many righties, but they probably need a righty back. I know. It's not going to happen. But that's my what stupid... What is it? Uh, literally any one of the right-handed defensemen on the Blues. Oh, oh, CC and somebody? And CC plus <laughs> major sweetener. Major, major sweetener. To the point where CC's obviously not even central to the deal. Because he's not good. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the answer is. Um, I Stop don't... playing him. Just give up. Yeah, I don't understand what Keefe's doing either. Because, like, I know Barry is not a solid... Defensive defenseman, um, and Justin Hall is literally on league minimum. Yeah. So we always say guys making seven hundred grand are making league minimum. No, Justin Hall is making league minimum. It's actually less. How much is that? It's like six seventy five. Okay. Something like that. Uh, you can't tell me CC's better than either of them at defending. You can't. Can the the we don't have a solution, but like, can we start just by getting him off the first pairing? And why is right? that too big of an ask? I don't know. Like, maybe they're really trying to get Dermot going. I feel like they have. I think they've done a good job. I think he's probably benefited from uh, Sheldon Keefe maybe more than any other Leaf. That and Tyson Berry. Three goals in three games was pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but those two don't need to play together. No. 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 Well, I don't care if it's Barry you put with Riley or Dermot or Hall. I don't care. Anyone but this guy. But we can't have the referendum. So <laughs> Well, and that's that's the thing now. Like like Steve, you always say it. And Kyle Dubas was in the middle of the one of the worst lowest points the Leafs have had in the last five years, uh, when he said this. Stop saying things. But stop talking. Stop yeah. talking. And he's that referendum line, just like and I have to say this, the we can and we will line did come back to haunt him too. Stop oh, talking. Yeah. Stop oh yeah. Stop talking unless you're saying what you feel. You don't feel that. No, you don't. I have more faith in you than to believe that you believe that. Does Dubas talk too much? Does he do too many? No, no, I don't. No. I don't think so. I mean, it's I, just a, it's always a hit, right? Yeah, he's very soundbitey. Yeah, yeah. I, Lou I, Lamorello would literally give you word. Mm-hmm. Sue, word dust. Ross Atkins <laughs> for the Blue Jays is like talking to. Oh my. Anybody that works at a uh, an accounting firm, like he's just the most boring. He might be the worst quote in sports. Yeah, yeah. He's he's the master at deflecting anything. Says nothing. What's the last? And this used to be a big hit on this podcast. What's the last thing you remember Jim Benning saying? That's interesting. Ooh, oh, he said bit. some stuff. I think if we were in recently? market, if we were in well, not recently. That's what I'm saying. If we were in market with the Canucks, there'd be some things we could quote. Yeah, if this yeah, was but... a Canucks podcast, we'd probably be. Quoting him a little bit more. Maybe. Maybe. But I just feel like he had such hits that it found its way out of market. True, I, yeah. I it it's been like at least a year. Yeah, he hasn't said anything. Do we want to run down Cody CC's time on ice? Oh, really. Boy. All right, all right, let's do it. Twenty fifty three. Twenty two. Wait, 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 wait. You gotta say the games. Like which game is this? Uh, Flyers, twenty fifty three. Tie game almost the whole time. Sabres, twenty two fifty four. Tie game almost the whole time. Sabres, 22-34. I think that was close almost the whole time. And they needed a goal at the end. Red Wings, 1948. That one, uh, they played an AHL team. Colorado, 26-52. They got shelled and almost blew a 4-1 lead, but he also made the game-saving save. So who the hell am I? Coyotes, 22-54. 
Uh, first game under Keith, winning almost the entire time. I guess so. He's that's their that's their shutdown guy. They will not win a cup. Well, or a playoff round, or make they the might if they just that's say their shutdown guy. If they say screw it, throw him through waivers, put him down to the Marlies, and say forget it, and then they bring up um, anyone, Sandin, anyone, or yeah, Sandin. Sandin. Here, say a name from the Marlies. You're Any- right. <laughs> he's bad. He's bad. And I keep seeing some people go, oh, well, he's third pair. Stop. The Leafs Stop. defense is strange because in in terms of their forwards, with the exception of Patrick Marlowe, it has been a bit of a meritocracy, meaning that mm-hmm. like you're you're you get to you get your ice time based on merits, especially for the younger guys. Whereas in the Leafs defense in the last three, four years, it's been uh, whatever the fuck we want. And I don't care if it's not working. We're going to do it anyway. Yep. And I don't understand that. I don't get like Sheldon Keefe knows. Kyle Dubas knows. There has to be a long term strategy here with Cody Cece that we just have never that they'll never say publicly. Like they right. they, they pumped and dumped enough. They did. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's pretty clear now. Uh, um, that was a wonderful trade. Wonderful trade. And I wonder if they were trying to do the same with Cece, but I don't think he's capable. Like I just don't think he's an effective player. No. Period. And it's Adam. What's with this referendum? I well, the referendum is that he's not good, and we can't figure out why the hell he's not playing, yeah, or why the hell he's playing. They're trying to pump up the the basketball, but there's a hole in it, so it's not taking any air. And I wonder, <laughs> I wonder, Jesse, yeah. if if part of that is they want to get to 35, 40 games into the season before they start bringing the younger guys up. That's what I wonder. If they're That's like, you know what, be. just give That's them half fair. a goddamn season with the Marlies. If that was the case, yeah, great. Just tell me, you don't have to tell me you're sending CeCe down. Just tell me, well, the plan with those guys is hopefully to bring them up, assuming they don't get hurt. Lilligren, that was the plan with him last year, before he got hurt. I'll, I'll literally settle for not top pair. That's the bar. Can you tiptoe over that bar, guys? I would really enjoy it. I I, I just, I don't know. I, what I said in the LFR today, which maybe you haven't seen yet because you were too busy watching ice surfing, is... Uh, <laughs> I, climate change is real. The sea sea levels are rising. Humanity is in danger, and and water levels are going to start wiping out entire cityscapes. But then someone brilliant is going to come up with a great idea, and we're going to save the world, and we're going to reverse climate change. But then, because God mocks us all, an asteroid will fall down from the heavens, plummet into the middle of the planet, destroying all forms of life. Except for Riley, Cece, that pairing will still exist. It feels like there's no hope. There's no hope. And I We're back to this. At least are four and two in the last six, and we're back to this. It's sorry, it feels like there's no hope. Yeah, they're four and two. Sheldon Keefe's first loss with Freddie Anderson yeah. as his goalie, right? Their record with Freddie is actually so good. Yeah, and do we know <laughs> they're clearly a playoff team? You yes. Can't say after one loss, there's no hope. No, but but okay, <laughs> if they keep going with that pair, tuck it in. But, Jesse, they're not winning a single thing with that pair. They're not. No, he's not wrong. Sure. You're you're right. Yeah, you're going you're up right. against Boston with that. You're no. gonna get killed. But I don't think they will. Yeah, 
I, I don't think that's the pairing come playoffs. So and I think that's fair. I'm trying I to think, picture it, and I it's, can't. It's the I Marlies. Think what Adam said there's something they were not privy to that's going on behind the scenes. So they had they had a strategy coming in, whether it was to pump him up, or maybe they believed in some sort of analytics that he was better than this, or no. if there's some just some other kind of strategy with the young kids. It's going to develop, yeah. and I think it'll be fine. And, and the, as so, far as the I referendum just... con- comment goes, I think about it a lot, and I think about how every show is a referendum. Every every show we do is a referendum on whether or not we're good. Every game <laughs> they play is a referendum on whether or not they're good. Yeah. Guess what? You're in Toronto, baby. Mm-hmm. This is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And, sorry, and, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> and, and, why... and, oh, and Dubas, <laughs> sorry, yeah. but Dubas said later on, like he said in, in, in subsequent pe- press conferences, you know, that's sort of what you sign up for here. Yeah, yeah. But don't throw the referendum comment comment out too. Like I would, I would say to Kyle Dubas if he was here, would you like to take that back? <laughs> because you know that we're not stupid. And he'd say no. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think he might. He's a pretty honest guy. I think in this case he can't. What's he supposed to say with Cece? He can't. Nothing. He can't. Nothing. Crush you him. don't have to say anything. They asked him about him. He can't say nothing. Lou Lamorello was great at just. Barfing words. Important in and valuable member yeah. of the team. Yep. Okay. Yeah, he could he could have went with the Ross Atkins approach and said complete garbage. Could have. Yeah. I would have respected it. it more. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Leafs lost Nick Shore to Winnipeg today. Mm-hmm. We're not totally sure why, but they've got a couple injured centers. Waivers. Yeah, well, and they're not even the only team to put a claim in, says Chris Johnston. Oh. So if Winnipeg didn't get him, someone else would have. Now, it's, it's kind of not the best for their... When you when you talk about depth and stuff for the playoffs in case there's injuries and that sort of thing, but what it did mean was Nick Patan went down today. Mm-hmm. So did Martin Marincin. Mitch Marner is activated for tonight. Will play, play against the Avalanche and uh, big boon for uh, Pierre Engvall, who may not be able to stick with the team once. Uh, who else is coming? Trevor back? Moore. Trevor Moore is back, but Trevor Moore, according to Cap Friendly, they're like we're assuming is on an LTIR. We don't have any confirmation of that. But when Trevor Moore is back. There are a lot of people debating whether or not he should be playing at all based on how good Pierre Engvall's been. It's well, and it's interesting. I I don't... Pierre Engvall is completely different from Trevor Moore. Mm. Um, they're both really energetic. One is an actual giraffe. Um, the other is more of a warthog. Kind of plays like that mm-hmm. with the big butt. And he, I think he led the team in hits. Probably leads the team in hits per game, which is ridiculous. I look at... Um, Dimitro Timoshov as far more of a Trevor Moore type of guy, right? So really you're choosing between those two. Okay. And then you got to decide any given night, do I want Engvall in the lineup or do I want one of Timoshov or Moore? I would think Trevor Moore gets the gig over Timoshov. I think he provides something the Leafs lack. Timoshov's got a bomb. He's got a really good bomb, and we saw that with his... Uh, second goal of the year there. But he's not quite as tenacious. He's not quite as likely to score a dirty goal in front of the net, which they lack so badly. Um, so really, to me, it comes down to more of a saying goal. Well, and what about Goche? What about him? Guaranteed lineup spot. So Does it have to be? No, but yeah. I don't know. Until they prove it's not. Right? Until they prove it. They got him killing penalties now, and the penalty kill... You know what? Since Mike Babcock got fired, it is undeniable that their penalty kill has been better. Yes. No question. So, that's been good, and he's been part of that. But you know what? So is Engvall. So, if Moore comes back, he's got to be part of the penalty kill, or I don't really see much of a point. Right. 
And was he before? He seems like the type <laughs> of guy that would be. He seems like the type of guy would be perfect for it. He was well. It's we're gonna get a better idea tonight, uh, assuming they put Mitch Marner on the penalty kill, mm-hmm. because Trevor Moore was always like penalty killer number five. So like if someone got hurt or was taking a penalty, he'd be in there. Now it's I assume it's Engvall. So I'd be a little surprised to see Engvall in the penalty kill tonight. I don't know. Do we have I guess the we'll lines see. for tonight? Uh, no, that was a weird thing. They had so no they, morning skate. Yeah, they didn't have a morning skate. Uh. So we didn't know if Marner was playing tonight until Leafs PR tweeted that, uh, who was it, Patan and who else got sent down? Marinchin? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And also, Marinchin, Mason Marchment yeah. was activated from the IR, which yeah. I did not know. <laughs> I guess he got hurt in camp and they loaned him to the Marlies as well. The Marlies are frigging good. And by the way, for anyone uh, too concerned about... Nick Shore, which I think was approximately none of you. Uh, Adam Brooks, Prairie Jesus, Prairie Jesus. There it is. Um, he's uh, he's been really good for the Marlies, so I don't think they would hesitate to call him up. Interesting. Yes. Um, uh, we've had some updates on Mike Babcock um, since the last show, and and, uh, and Mark Crawford. Yeah, and Mark Crawford. We're gonna get to Mike Babcock first because sure. we were a Leafs, we are a Leafs podcast first and foremost. Um, but there's more that Elliot Friedman has just added because he just released uh, 31 Thoughts. So I'm going to start with oh, Chris today. Chelios. Yeah. Oh, so I'm going to start with Chris Chelios. Um, uh, Spitting chiclets. Yeah, he was on chiclets, and he was saying, <laughs> this is this is the best headline, when Mike Babcock benches you at the Winter Classic in front of your friends and family, might as well drink some beers. His two boys were handing him beers the entire time. Now, when they asked him about Babcock, he said he tried to healthy scratch me at the outdoor game in Wrigley Field against Chicago because he knew it was my hometown just things that were so unnecessary when he talked about how difficult it was. Um, Whitney said, hey, when you say tried to scratch you, and, you know, what did you say? Like, no chance? And he said, oh, uh, oh, well, trust me, I will say, Kenny Holland and Jim Nill for three days argued with him. So what Babs ended up doing is he suited up 7D for the first time ever, first and last time. He suited up 7D, put Anders Lilia in the yeah. lineup. And played me the opening shift and then didn't play me another shift for the rest of the game. That was his way of, you know, showing Kenny and now and Jim Nil he's not going to be told what to do. And again, you know, it's funny. I'm sitting there, second period, my two sons uh, were about 40 feet, you know, sitting on the boards. And they're looking at me going, what's going on? And I look at them, I tip my glass like, you know, a cup to get me a beer. So the boys were handing me beers the whole games whole game and then McCrimmon tried to get me to go out there with a minute left to kill a penalty and I said not a chance (laughs) (laughs) and also like you know what Chelios uh, like his original assignment was in Detroit they're like you're going to babysit Brett Lebda like you're you're going to be the guy who makes sure Brett Lebda has a good game out there so the Jason Spezza have fun Chris so the Jason Spezza thing when people did make a big stink of it they were right he's a nightmare he's a nightmare like I I the, Frankie the, the, Corrado has retweeted a few things recently that are interesting. I, I would wonder what Peter Holland would have to say. I was just about to say Peter Holland. I, there's a bunch of guys still playing. Frankie Corrado, I think, is still sniffing for an NHL contract. Mm-hmm. Peter Holland, I want to say, was in Europe most recently. Mm-hmm. There's there's a bunch of there's a bunch of guys looking for it now. Chelios, it's a little bit more playful, at least, right? Yeah, dickish. Right, he hasn't committed any crimes. Nope. Right, like we're we're uh, the comparison between Babcock and Peters ends at they both sound like not so great people. Yes. Uh, very different degrees 
of what they're being accused of. The Johann Franzen stuff. Which is where I'm going to get to. Is nightmarish. So what what Chelio said was that essentially Mike Babcock would pick favorites and pick guys to pick on. And Johan Franzen happened to be one of these guys. Yeah. But he wasn't until a couple guys left. And then it was like, all right, it's Johan's turn. Right. So He's couple... got to have guys to abuse, I guess. And apparently it started in the playoffs one year, especially against Nashville. This is what Chelio said, and then I'm going to read you the, the Franzen translation yeah. from the Swedish newspaper. Um, and essentially they were they were in the second round, I believe, of the playoffs. If the and... incident happened uh, 2012 first round game five versus Nashville when Nashville eliminated Detroit. Okay. So Chelio said basically he abused him so badly that um, – he had a nervous breakdown, Johan Franzen. Now, I had uh, one of our inter- or one of our listeners, Anton Helgren, Helgren30 on Twitter, uh, who's from Sweden. He reached out and said, hey, did you see this interview? And I said, can you translate it for me? Because Google Translate doesn't work that well. And he was actually, I think he was one of the guys that reached out to when a couple of our tweets were featured in that in this big Swedish newspaper oh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, about Mike Babcock. So I believe this was an Expressin interview. And anyway, uh, yeah, it's Sport Expressin. And he's, here's what Johan Franzen said, and this is a direct translation. Thank you to Anton for doing this. I get chills thinking about it. That was against Nashville in the playoffs. It was rough, nasty, and shocking. But it was one of a hundred things he did. You know, the tip of the iceberg. And then the interviewer says, how would you describe him as a coach and as a person? As a coach, he's extremely detailed and prepared. He's great at putting together a system and getting everybody to buy in. That's his strong side. But then he's a terrible human being. The worst person I've met. A bully that went at people. It could be cleaners at the arena in Detroit or anybody else. He jumped on people just because. Uh, let me jump in there. The cleaners thing. Mm-hmm. Let me jump in there. Yeah. Uh, you can't just, it's not just NHL stars who are going to speak up if you're an asshole. Let me just put it that way. I've gotten a bunch of messages from Toronto recently. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Not fans. In arena. Mm-hmm. Can I also shout out uh, Simon at Trendy Macro, who did the exact same thing in my DMs. He oh. translated the entire interview Jeez. from Swedish to English. So thank you to him as well for doing that. That's amazing. Time. Well, thank you for yeah, doing that. Thank you, guys. Taksamukjet. Um, so it go, it, the, the interview continues. Do you remember when it started? Uh, he was on some other players before me. The kind team players, like guys who were nice, uh, the ones who didn't say much. When they disappeared, the energy switched over to me, and I had to take a good round of that from him. It was verbal attacks, terrible things he said. Uh, and then the interview, the interview goes, Johan Franzen won't go exact, in, in on exactly what he said, but the Canadian's words affected Franzen, no doubt. As in Canadian, as in Mike Babcock. Uh, since 2011, I've been terrified of being at the rink. My only focus was getting up in the mornings. Uh, That's when he targeted me for the first time. And last year was the first time I slept naturally since those days. Wow. That's unreal. And he had the post-concussion and Mm -hmm. everything. He gets nightmares from this. What was really distinct to me from the Chelios interview is he was talking about Mike Keenan, who was like... Gretzky hated Mike Keenan. There's an example. in the ass coach. But, like, he also talked about how, like, players would attack him physically, like, if, if Keenan really got on their nerves. But the way he talks about Keenan's little offenses is uh, he kind of laughs about them. 
I haven't heard anyone like, ah, oh, yeah, Babs. No, yeah. it's personal. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a push, and then it gets personal, right? Yeah. And I think he takes it personal. And one thing about Chelios's comments is, uh, with the Franzen incident, he wasn't on the team at the time, right? Which he didn't specify in the interview. So oh. some people were a little confused about the timelines and like how he knows exactly what went down. I've got something but, about that from Elliot, by oh, the way, well, to, just to yeah. clarify that he said. Uh, so this this came out during the show. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Chris Chelios, Chris Chelios, spit and chicklets interview about Babcock had some confusing timelines because when the Johan Franzen incident oh, occurred, yeah. Chelios was no longer on the Red Wings. He referenced a meeting with Ken Holland. Uh, who had he had with the players? And Ken Holland at that point said, "If you got a problem with the coach, come see me. I'll trade you." It, oh, it makes mm-hmm. Ken Holland look terrible. Yeah, yeah where yeah. the GM defended the coach, and Chelios said apparently it was a good speech. Again, he would not have been in the room at this point. Right. And then Friedman goes on to say, "I think this has to do with Marty McSorley. McSorley worked on the San Jose Sharks broadcast and said none of the Red Wings players liked playing for Babcock." Word got back to Detroit reporters who asked Holland about it. Uh, the current Edmonton GM declined to discuss this, but did speak to the Detroit, Detroit Free Press's Helen St. James about the Franzen incident. Uh, what I heard is Holland didn't like how players gave McSorley that information and told them if they wanted to say something to him or be traded, they could meet him privately in his office uh, and he would keep those conversations secret. I don't believe... Uh, anyone asked for a way out. McSorley left his Sharks TV role uh, following the 2006-07 series. Anyway, just some clarity on that situation. Um, now, let's continue with this interview. Mm-hmm. There were more nightmares, according to the, the interviewer. He said, uh, it was just, this is Franzen, it was just insults that kept playing in my head every day. But I got good help with those obsessive thoughts during a three-week stay at a center in Colorado last year. It was me and a group of veterans who had also suffered from concussions and PTSD. Uh, Johan Franzen describes uh, Mike Babcock as a hockey coach with two faces. He says he was a specialist in handling the media. He creates teams that are very hard to beat. You can't take anything away from him. But he makes players very anxious. They're terrified of making mistakes, and his teams rarely advance past the first round. Last question. How do you feel when these things are made public? Uh, Franzen. He is surely getting a new job somewhere. But hopefully this maybe calms down his behavior so less get affected. That's. Well, here's what Friedman had to say. Time heals a lot, but like that's a tough look if you're the next team to employ Mike Babcock. Mm -hmm. Number two on 31 Thoughts. Maybe the most impossible question to answer is Mike Babcock's future. When he was fired, the word was that at least two teams privately reached out to Gage's interest in coaching right away, only to be told he preferred to take some time. I heard from Russia that there was KHL interest. Well, yeah. He's not going Either as a coach or a consultant. Yeah, no, he's not. No. There were rumors he'd be offered a world junior role, not as a coach, but an <laughs> advisory position, uh, or the head coach for the world championships. Then came the avalanche, and now that's all in doubt. Um no. So uh, one of the things I have heard from coaches is that they're two different people. Uh some coaches, anyway. The one at the rink and the one away from it. Away from the rink, I saw firsthand how he dedicated time to people's mental health. But that two-person approach no longer works. And it's not in a, it's not a defense for anything that happens at your workplace. And that's true. Like, you can't... That's the problem is that, like, you know, Mike did a lot of great things for Bell Let's Talk and, and a ton of different initiatives. And it's such a shame that, that like, how could, how can you disconnect those two? And if you watch the way the Leafs played at the time before he was let go, they were terrified to do anything. Like, you could tell they just didn't know what to do. What's a mistake here? Those I don't even know what a mistake is. passes especially. The what should, what's the most obvious choice? Okay, I got to do something else. Yeah. What am I, yeah. How am I going to not get screwed over for this in the video room later? 
Mm-hmm. That's wow. essentially yeah. it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's all it is. And then and then that second of hesitation, you've blown the play. You need to know exactly what to do and when and not freak people out. Now, Mark Crawford's the other guy. He's a, it was announced in the middle of, uh, I guess, our, our last two shows that he is away from the Hawks. They announced this while they look into the allegations that he physically assaulted players. Brent Sopel, about a year ago, said he kicked them. Uh, sorry, Sopel said he was kicked by Crawford, let me specify. Mm-hmm. Patrick o- O'Sullivan said that Crawford was awful to him. He wrote about it in his book, and he said I, in the tweet, I look forward to being a part of that investigation. Yeah. So I'm assuming that he's like, you better reach out to me. So that's Patrick O'Sullivan and Brent Sopel, both of which told their story publicly at least a year ago. Yeah. Sean Avery said, oh, he kicked he kicked me too. But then he put in a video and he said, yeah, he kicked me and he probably should have spit on me. I was dumb and an asshole. And uh, so Sean Avery obviously really loved Crawford and says that in the video. Yeah. What a confusing guy. Yeah, he's he is. is I can't read him at all. No, I, I don't know where he's gonna go. I don't. I don't take much from what he says. Yeah, no, because there's so. I feel like there's so much going on, so many different angles, so many hidden agenda. I don't know if they're hidden agendas, but like, well, like so his many different Instagram. Angles. Yeah, is this like he he goes and chirps at people, and like a couple of them made me laugh, and then like you keep clicking, and I'm like. Now he's just accosting homeless people. Like, what's wrong with you? You're a millionaire, right? Uh, uh, so up. it's weird when you hear someone like that, someone like that speak up, but then also take kind of both sides on the issue. Well, and then you know, some people went, "Well, it was freaking Shawnee." But well, yeah, but you're yeah. also you're not allowed to punch and kick him either, right? <laughs> Which is it's amazing you need to say that, but you know, I get it, I get it. Um, Paul Bissonnette said something very interesting uh, near the beginning of that episode, uh, and that was uh, what he thought about Dan Carcillo's approach to mm-hmm. this whole thing. And what did he say? Basically, he said, you know, he likes the, he likes the essence. I think of what he's trying to do. He does not like the way he's going about it. Um, sort of vigilante justice, and what he basically said was he's he's. He wonders if Carcillo is um, willing to tell the whole truth. Now, what the hell does that mean? And I, th- I think that's what prompted Carcillo to then go on. I think it was a four-part tweet thread where he's like, "I've, you know, I've been racist, I've been homophobic, and and all that." And and I don't know. It's really interesting because I don't know. Mm-hmm. All this stuff's coming out about Crawford now. Like, what? What's next? Like, as as a fan who hasn't been involved, you know, I'm not in the locker room seeing people get yelled at or I'm not part of all these stories. I'm like, I just don't know. I'm just going to sit here and wait for what happens next because I really have no idea. But, like, you know, we sort of talked about redemption on the last show. And, like, if stuff does come out about, like, Carcelo, for example, I mean, he's... So far, he's had a pretty nice redemption arc, right? So I guess it depends. I think on Dan, everything. It's Dan, so sloppy. Dan's got it's so the receipts, man. I mean, the one thing I'll say, and I, you could disagree with the methods. I don't know what the right method for this is, but I could sure as heck tell you that it's not the NHLPA and whatever we were doing before. I mean, the fact that you think somebody... Akeem Alou is going to get on national television if he doesn't tweet? Oh no, hundred percent no not. Chance. And and so what Dan is doing is. What Dan is doing, what Dan feels is right. The one thing I'll say about Dan is Dan went to rehab. Dan mm-hmm. fully admits all this stuff. And um, and beyond the 
the brain damage aspect and, and how he was treating all that stuff. Um, Dan is a guy that went and got help and has continued to uh, and fully admits to and cops to what what it was that he did. So in that regard, the redemption comes from owning your past failures and going, I went, I got help. I see what was wrong. I see why it was wrong. And at that point, like it's not it's not that it takes away what happened because he he did some awful things. But he, he at least has – the whole thing is, is about life is that it's about growth, right? And I think in Dan's case, man, if there's anybody that's got the – like you talk about Bill Peters or Mike Babcock or – and I don't lump them in together. Steve Simmons put the, post, post this stupid article this week about how people are com- conflating the two, which nobody is conflating the two. No. Nobody thinks that Bill Peters and Mike Babcock are even similar. Nobody. But, but what Steve did was he – he took a little piece of what Akima Lou said. Can he be Stevie? Little Stevie? He's Stevie. <laughs> he doesn't what? get Steve. I'm Steve. Yeah, okay, fine. He's Stevie. What what Stevie said was that, you know, it was it was sort of like that there's a comparison between the two made, and it started with Akima Lou, and Akima Lou said, Well, that's you know, Mike Babcock's protege, Bill Peters, not surprised, blah, 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 blah. Um, nobody, and not even Akima Lou, made that connection. No, no one thinks Mike Babcock is beyond coaching again. I mean, there's, I'm sure there are people that think that. Bill Peters might not. I don't think Bill Peters is going to coach the NHL again, guys. No. Unless, unless you go and you do, I went to anger management. I apologize. I did some shit in the community. I took a few years off. Like you... Come back as an assistant. Yeah. Maybe a scout. Quiet, humble. Right. You know, and, and honestly, if you're an NHL player... Do you sign with a team that employs Mike Babcock or Bill, especially Bill Peters, but Mike Babcock right now? No, I don't think so. And so I, I think I think that at least at least in Dan's case, and I say this as somebody, we had him on the show. I don't know Dan beyond the time we had him on the show. Um, but at least he's got the receipts to say, I went and got help. Bill Peters never went and got help. Bill Peters' apology was a joke. Even though it was a lawyer's apology, and we understand, we understand why he's trying to protect his client. I it's get nothing, it. but it's nothing. It means nothing. Yeah, <laughs> he could have fully said "fuck the law" and the lawyers and everything involved, and just outright apologized. He chose not to do that. So he could have issued another one after. Right. Then he still hasn't done that. He could do that right. now. He could do that now. Contract signed, like yeah. the the out clause, whatever, whatever. With he's Calgary's not signed. the head coach anymore. Like, where's the apology? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm? And he didn't even mention Akima Lou no. in the thing. And now no. that was a lawyer thing. But now you come out and you say, okay, now that the lawyer mm-hmm. thing's out of the way, let me just tell you how I really feel. Right. Um, interesting, too. Nobody's heard from Mike Babcock. And I'm interested. You know, he always talks about how um, – and Ryan, was it Ryan Strickland that said that Mike Babcock accosted him and had him pinned against the wall? And, Andy, Andy Strickland. Strickland. Andy Strickland. Yeah. Who's a reporter. Yeah. Uh, said that you know he'd written a story about him and Mike came after him and pinned him against the wall and was super pissed about it. And Mike's a big guy on talking about how he doesn't read media reports. Maybe that's why. Um, but I'm wondering where Mike Babcock's at on this. If you're him, also, do you talk? Do you do you do an interview or do you just hope it passes? Uh, guy shit. What do you I, mean? I hate guy shit, man. What do you mean? Like I, the the pinning against the wall. Sorry, I'm getting mad. So. I like to think I have relatively big guy privilege. 
<laughs> so you know what I mean? So, well, as I look at someone who's seven inches taller than me, um, <laughs> but like if, like I hear so many of these stories yeah, and you know, the, you know, the Twitter meme, well, I would just simply, I'd simply punch you in the fucking mouth. You pin me against the wall. Are you kidding me? I'll yeah. deck you. I'll bench press your dad. <laughs> like I said before, but you know, it's easier said you than say done. That. It's way easier said than done. If yeah. he punches Mike Babcock, the story is reporter punches Mike Babcock. Exactly. Right. And the reporter right. knows that. Yeah. But like, I don't know. There was somebody that that whole shtick about running around the arena in his in his what, what are you John about? Uh, Babcock in his coconut water and his John Arbuckle socks. And it, like you're a bag of bones. Don't pin me against the wall. You're an old man. I'll deck you. Sorry, I just I hear that Stop. and I get so mad. No, because <laughs> yeah, but you're sitting here challenging Mike Babcock to no, a I'm fictitious not. No. fight. Yeah, no, in a <laughs> oh my god, scenario. KSI versus Logan Paul, <laughs> Tangle Babcock. Yeah. Let's get ready to rumble. Can no, we sell out the Staples Center? Oh yes. No yes. tribute community center in Oshawa. No. We could. No, I just, and, and the, I hear the, stories about people getting bullied and I get mad. And the They're fight right. is, okay, I'm sorry. who can like, emotionally destroy each other quickest? <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just a diss-off. Mentally <laughs> battling oh, each your other. Your mother jokes. No, no, listen, Mike's not the coach anymore. His psychological damage, uh, it's peaked right. with me. And he did uh, he did speak after the Martyr News came out. He texted yes, LeBron. True. And uh, then he got his word out through that. But since that, he hasn't said anything. Okay. So so now that we've discussed all that, Sorry, last, Mark. Last time I got pinned against the wall was a long time ago. It hasn't happened since. Mark Crawford. <laughs> Mark Crawford's interesting because there there are it, the exception of Sean Avery, who we I don't know. You can't count on one way or the other. You just don't. I don't understand that guy. Yeah. But where's the win for the Blackhawks if Mark Crawford keeps his job? I guess they think he's a really good assistant they're coach. They're an already bad team. Yeah. Or okay Maybe, team. They're okay. Like, and there's another one. Like, what's his redemption arc? Like, a lot of this... I, I think the redemption arc's easy. You go... Well, it's not easy. The road's not easy. But you go and get help. Like, yeah, the Blackhawks are, like, second last in the Western Conference. You need Mark Crawford that badly to be bad? Yeah. The, the distinct thing with the Peters and Babcock is a lot of the things being said about them are very recent whereas Crawford there was the Bertuzzi thing mm -hmm. that he was involved in 20 years um, ago but that was yeah, 2003 um one ago. of the one of the players who spoke up is Patrick O'Sullivan well, that was a long time ago too Sean Avery that was a long time ago Brent Sopel Brent Sopel's probably the most recent but then uh there was another one last night uh coming out of Newfoundland Harold Drukin oh from and, Vancouver yes which would have been again probably in the early what did 2000s. He say? I missed that. Uh, I I can't remember. There's so much. Yeah. There's so much. So interesting things. Now we did have another coach let go last night, and I want to ask you this: mm -hmm. Did New Jersey fire their head coach because they could not get a good goaltender this off season? Yes. That's what happened, yes. right? And ratio. The, play like, the players also didn't show up. Like the the. But their five on five save percentage is like eight ninety seven. It's really bad. You're not going to, you're just never going to make the playoffs with that. Yeah. You will never make the fair. playoffs with that. Uh, Ray Shiro spent his bullet. Like with Dubas, it's interesting. Like, I feel like the onus kind of falls on the players. Um, You know, and you can tell, you can tell in their stress level. 
the way they talked after that loss to Philly, they're like, oh, fuck, like, that's us. Yeah. We got our guy. Ding dong, the witch is dead, and we, uh, and we And we laid an egg. And that was us. With the Devils, I'm like, man, you overturned your whole damn roster. And you're on the verge of losing Taylor Hall. And you just got Subban at $9 million, the full $9 million. And he is not P.K. Subban anymore. Like, can we talk about that? Can we have a frank discussion about that? Do you know how many points P.K. Subban has this season? In how many games? Uh, he's played 27 games. I'm going to say, say six. I'll say 10. Five. Do you know how many goals Mar- Taylor Hall has? He doesn't have very many. Yeah, no, he, six? I think he's spending money this year. Oh, how yeah. many goals, Adam? Six. I take back what I said about him making more than McDavid. That's not uh, happening. <laughs> I don't know. Eight. Four. Oh! Not, he's got nobody, less than Kerfoot? Nobody on the lineup showing up. Wow. Oh, my. Yeah, so the roster's been built like a bag of shit. Gusev right? also was their big offseason pickup. No good. You Wayne had Simmons. How many goals Wayne, uh, Goose has, has and Wayne, Wayne Simmons? Wayne 11 points. That's okay. That's all right. Games. That's decent for Wayne Simmons at this age. And the role he plays and the, the injuries he's had. Career, right. That's right. okay. Right. That's okay. What's Gusev got? Uh, he wasn't cheap. Gusev, 12 points, 5 goals, 7 assists. We're just looking at points here, but well, I don't know. Okay, so, but so yeah, that. But yeah, goaltending. But... Okay, so maybe maybe the lineup was a mess, but you can't tell me even if those guys were performing that New Jersey's even in like I, I'm sorry it, 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 the the goaltending was always the problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe that maybe they score some goals and they're up where the Tampa Bay, the Leafs, and the Rangers are, which is four, five, and six out of the wild card. Mm. Like mm. let's let's be honest here. The maybe that gets New Jersey four or five more points in the standings currently. Mm-hmm. That still only puts them. At 27, 28 points, which is still out of the playoff picture. The problem was always going to be goaltending, and they didn't do it. Taylor they Hall didn't ain't find back. it. What? Taylor Hall ain't coming back. No, he's on another team no. by February. They're going to trade him. Yeah. They're sure, for sure going to trade so, him. So I think, uh, I don't know. I think you're an operation. You give Nezreddin half a dozen games, see what he can do. Or I guess, you know what? Give him till January 1st. And if you don't even look like you're turning around, last night wasn't very good, mm-hmm. uh, blow it up, the blow weird, the whole damn thing up, and then Shiro is gone. The weird thing about all that, too, and, and I feel bad for Nezreddin because he and found Horacek. out- Yeah, Yeah, and Horacek. He found out he was going to be a coach, the head coach, three hours before the game. Jeez. They fired him three hours before the game, guys. Like, that, that to me- is not a sign of a functional organization. No. So the story there is a report came out, and they're like, well, you know, we we were going to do it later, but, you know, since the report came out, now we got to do it. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. No. Unless Heinz goes, fuck you, and quits. What you could have done is do it the night before. Or, yes. They yes, weren't playing. You could have done it earlier. Yeah. Could have done it later. You could have done anything but what you did. But instead, you were like, have fun, everyone, and you just... The move was Burn not what you points. did. It was a terrible decision all around. Yeah. And so I, I wonder about I wonder about New Jersey because they seem um miserable. Miserable and dysfunctional. And it's funny because that organization was very well run for a long time, run as like a tight, tight chip with Lou oh, Amarillo. Yeah. It's weird, right? It is yeah. it's weird to see the devils not there. I'm just used to because of how I grew up, mm-hmm. I'm used to the devils always competing. And I and look at the Islanders, damn it! Yeah, like tight. 
And again, Tyrone you look Shep. at you look at the roster on paper and you go, all right, like they're not, they're good, good good parts. Mm-hmm. They're not fucking. What was it? Seventeen straight. No good. They're man. Eighteen and six. Good man. They're oh, eighteen man. and six. Come on. Who's the one who beat who beat them last night? Montreal snapping no, their Montreal, eight game losing streak. Yeah, good for they Montreal. Played really well last Montreal night. needed that. Yeah. That's yeah. a great combination of uh, yeah. yeah, two trends meeting and reversing. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we don't even know who's starting the Leaf game tonight. By the way, could be Anderson. Nope. They said uh, the what was it? Hutchison was out skating around. So usually, or yeah, so usually that means that Anderson might start. Yeah. Because he wasn't out there. Listen. I don't know. Do Why that, not, man? Do that once, maybe twice. Get another goalie. Yeah. Get another goalie. Holy shit. <laughs> this is bad. This is bad. And I saw there was a chart. Uh, was it Sean Tierney? It said Hutchison has actually faced the most difficult um, shot quality in the league. Stop less than five goals. Man. Once. Sorry. No. <laughs> no, no. The Sabres no. one. Sorry. That's no. a. Yeah, that's and it, one where I gotta be like, I know what I yeah. saw. Right. I listen. I don't disregard the numbers, but I know what I saw. Sorry. Like I know your eyes are dirty liars, but but I know what I saw. At what at what game level does it become? Oh, those are just the numbers. Yeah. Like how like, certain guys have higher shooting percentages because they're fucking sick. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, oh no, that's un, it's unsustainable. You know, he's too high. Stop, Maybe he's good. Stop yeah. waiting for Patrick Liney to regress to nine percent. Like, he's it, not he's, going to. He's not human. No, maybe he he's, shoots it. He's but, good. And yes. to be fair, to be fair, most experts in analytics and hockey would agree. It's there are people though that are like. Well, I think that like that's a great thing with numbers is that they're an amazing tool, but they can be interpreted a million different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think at this point that there's a logical argument to to Mike, Michael Hutchinson other than the fact that they don't have any other option. They've got nothing else. Well, and, and they lost the contract today with Shore, but they still had to get more on LTIR to get because they were seven hundred thousand dollars over the cap. Yeah. yeah. Listen, you got your coach. Um, he's he's willing to work with you. You have ridiculous wing depth. You got a few options at center. Um, you know you got a couple guys in the minors who can play D for you, including Marincin, who can be a spare option. Make a move. Make a, it doesn't have to be right away. Relatively soon would be nice. You know the mission. Who's the guy you target? Goalie who stops pucks. Right-hand defender better than CC. Like you're playing on rookie mode. Well, but I think with the cap, you're the not. right-handed defenseman is in the organization. Lilligren? I think you move Hall up and you is put he the answer. On... Uh. I think he's a better answer. Yeah, I'm not asking for Lilligren to come in and win a fucking Norris Trophy. I'm Third asking pair. him to be better than that. I'm, I, I, yeah, yeah, move Justin Hall up, who deserves it. Tell, don't tell me that Justin Hall doesn't deserve it. Okay, let's do this. Riley Berry. Uh. Dermot on the right of Muzzin. Sure. Sure. I don't know. And uh, Sandin Lilligren. Steve. There we go. Steve. Not hard. You could have listed those names in any order as long as CC was out of the top four. <laughs> right? It's You're... fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's, it, who cares? You can't have him playing Just 15 minutes a night. It. 
Uh, I don't mind him so much on the penalty kill. Give him his little penalty kill minutes. He's have played, him on the third pair. He played 26 minutes four nights ago. That's too, that's too much. He played 20 last night. I don't get it. That was that. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, by the way, has a better save percentage than Michael Hutchison. Barely. Well, good uh, for him. Blackwood's a 896. Hutchison's a 876. <laughs> Mackenzie Blackwood, I... I so you got you, go. you know what? Grading on a devil's curve, I bet on any other team he's sick. Well, or he's gonna be. They're something. probably selling soon, so you think so? Franny Anderson will start according to Daily Faceoff that was just announced. So, ah, yeah. you think Black Mackenzie Blackwood would be a better goalie on a different team? He's got what it takes. I think he's got okay. what it takes, uh, and he's kept the Devils in some games they should have lost. Well, he's <laughs> also not played well. He's under 900. He's a devil's goalie. <laughs> devil's goalie. You got to... I don't know. All right. We'll acquire Louis Domingue. That will solve every... Five goals in one period. Oh, right. oh my God. Yeah. I got to roll. Yeah. Same. I'm sorry to wrap it up because uh, I'm running out of time with uh, my babysitter. <laughs> so That's uh, fair. <laughs> so I got to leave so I can be home and be a parent. But we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Eddie Shack and to Ken Reed for being on. We'll be back Sunday. We'll see how the Leafs do, Leafs do tonight in Colorado. Ooh. You said lose there. Loofs do. I said loose. Go Loofs! <laughs> go Loofs, go! Go Loofs, go! The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness. Connection complete.